0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Fleet Flicker. I am your host, John Mary. and it has been a few days. There's some more stuff that's been coming out, and we will certainly get and I will certainly get you caught up in all that's going on in the, in the world of football. Um, certainly there's a lot to talk about. Um, certainly, uh, rumors, of course, as the NFL draft will be next Thursday. I believe the draft starts at 8 o'clock, and it will be on uh, NFL Network, ESPN, and ABC all three will carry the draft. And again, speculation, rumors are coming out of the draft. Um, There's rumors, and we not probably not get into this episode, but there is a rumor going around in Carolina that um, Carolina has either made a decision or there's another rumor going around that they haven't made a decision yet. I believe Frank Reich has come out and said that, and I believe Frank Reich, if not Frank Reich, the general manager of the Carolina will have come out and said that they have not made a final decision on that, but we will probably not get a chance to talk about this episode, but we'll get certainly a chance to talk about it in a future episode. Um, Luckily for me, I have today and tomorrow, so I have the next couple days off, so in that time frame, I will get a chance to catch up on much stuff as possible and do as much episodes as I can to get all this information out to you. Um, At this episode, we'll talk about a, uh, a trade that was done recently. And it's not the one that just happened a couple of days ago, but we'll we'll get into that trade probably in my next uh, next episode. Um, a trade that got done by the Detroit Lions and the Atlanta Falcons and how that affects both football teams. We'll talk about that. Um, we will talk about the New England Patriots, that there is a little controversy with the New England Patriots, uh, what's been going on, what has been going on with them. Uh, there has been, of course, you know, the Bill Belichick and Mac Jones situation. Um uh, there's no rumors that Belichick might think about trading Mac Jones, but we'll talk about this episode and and there is very few players on his on the team that have thrown their have thrown their two cents into this conversation. They're backing Mac Jones. Um, another one is and for the Washington Commander fans, there seems to be a possible new owner. We'll talk about we'll talk about that and we'll talk about what the young what this new owner needs to do to get the commanders back on back on track uh, and again we'll talk about one more trade that was done and that was between the Miami not Dol- the uh, Miami Dolphins excuse me I shouldn't say a trade but the Miami Dolphins have signed a young ASI the receiver and we'll see how that we'll talk about that as well um, for those who been, who are joining for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And I've always stayed. please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers, whomever you need to invite. Please invite them to come on in. As well, I've said before, and I'll say it again: we're all we're all family. We're all family and friends here. We talk nothing but football. There is no politics, no religion, none of that's involved. This is all football. And I love talking football and I'm sure that any of my viewers out there, my listeners, are now are getting geared up like I am towards the NFL draft. Um, I will be off next Thursday for the first four day one of the NFL draft. Um, unfortunately I have to work Friday and Saturday, so I won't get a chance to look to catch, you know, the second, you know, the um, I believe like a second and third round. And I believe the last day is like fourth to the seventh round. I believe that's what it is. So I'll get a chance to sit back and look at the total first round. I wish I could. I wish I had the, those days off. Unfortunately, I do not have Friday and Saturday off. I'll have to look at my phone at work every once in a while. And again, and as soon as the draft is over with, at some point, I'll give you my take. Now, hopefully in a few more episodes, I will finally, finally get around to giving you my. I didn't take intake my draft predictions. Everybody's making draft. every NFL expert, ESPN analyst, everybody's making that making those um draft picks. Um making those picks. So again, I will be like everybody else. I will give you my picks. Um I will give you who I think will be the number one overall pick in the draft, all the way down to the Kansas City to the defending reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas, City, who I think they will take. Take with that final pick in the first round, but again, we we'll, we will get into that probably. Probably it'll take a few more episodes. We'll get into that, but uh, again, I want to cover some more football stuff that's been going on before we jump jump into that. Uh, for those who've been from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so, and please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, who may need named to invite. Please invite and come on in. Uh, but I've always say before, if you've got any questions for me whatsoever. Please reach me on Facebook and Spotify. There's two places you can reach me on. Again, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What the question is: um, With the NFL draft here next week, maybe maybe you've got an opinion here. Who, who you feel should be the one overall pick in the draft, or do you feel there'll be some trades, some trades involved in, in the draft? Um, again, there's been the trade rumors already heating up about the draft already, especially I think involving the. Third overall pick of the draft, which the Arizona Cardinals hold, there has been rumors and buzzing that they could possibly trade out of that spot. But again, like you said, rumors are what they are—rumors until they are actually proven to be true. But again, that's a, bit of a word that is going on. And of course, the Cardinals—they've had their—they've had—they've you know, they've had their ups and downs here. It seems like they've had a lot more downs here with the uh, possibility of maybe DeAndre Hopkins leaving. Uh, Budde Baker wants to be traded. So our Cardinals certainly have their issues, and certainly have got have got a lot to a lot on their on their plate right now. But if you got any question to answer whatsoever, I'm by all means, please, please reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to answer any question for you as I can, or I'll give you my opinion on opinion on what you you know on the question. Um, again, if you if you do not listen to me here. On Anchor, Spotify, All Radio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I'm on these. Uh, if you want yeah, um, if you do not listen, if you wherever you're from, where you've got a day off from work like I have, household chores, outrunning errands, whatever you are doing, please by all means listen. Listen to the uh, <laughs> listen to the podcast. Um uh, again. We're, we're over 200 episodes, and um, here in June, late June, we'll be celebrating two years that I've done a podcast. in this podcast, and it's hard to believe that we are we are actually we're actually there. Um, I think I told some of my viewers that I believe it's June 24th, but again, I had to go back and do some research, and I believe my first podcast was the 29th of June. So June 29th, now I haven't looked ahead of the calendar and figured what that day really is, but that will be the two-year anniversary of this podcast, and I've always stated for those new viewers who do listen to me, thank you, and for those of you from day one, I want to thank you for doing so. Before we jump into the world of football, I want to thank, I want to thank uh, some new Facebook followers that are following me, small businesses, small-time entertainers, um, bloggers, uh, digital creators. So you know, um, for those who are who are who are listening to me for the very first time, well, hopefully they are, I want to thank you for doing so. And please, by all means, you know, tell your 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 bandmates, your clientele, your customers. Yeah, you know, please, by all means, tell them to listen to the um listen to the uh, pod to the podcasts. As I've always stated, we're family and friends here. We talk nothing but football. That is it, nothing more. Nothing less. Uh, I think we've covered everything. We'll start. We'll start jumping into what we need, what we want to talk about. Uh, let's touch on the first thing we talked about. It was a trade that was done last week. We hadn't really got around to it. We did talk about the the team that made the trade a lot more, and that was the Atlanta Falcons. We talked about the um, how they're making their, they're improving their defense. Well. It appears they've made one more step in trying to improve that defense to correct that defense. Um, as we all know, the um, Atlanta Falcons made a trade the Detroit Lions and got uh, Detroit Lions first round draft pick of a couple of years ago. That is former cornerback from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, you know, Jeff uh Buke Jeff and I'm trying not to try to botch the man's last name, Abuk um, Abuka. And I probably botched it and I I I botched it and I tried to in my head, try to pronounce try to pronounce the last name correctly. But again, uh, Detroit Lions uh, head football coach uh, Dan Campbell come out and said that the reason they made this deal was because they have done some free agent. They've uh, made some free agent pickups. So certainly, um, Cameron Sutton that they got from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've added him. They've added Emmanuel Mos- Mosley, a uh, former cornerback for the. Um, San Francisco 49ers and they also added the free agency, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, who they got from the Philadelphia Eagles. He felt that the, these changes in the secondary was the reason to get Jeff out of there and they traded him to Atlanta. Atlanta has been looking for some for defense. Now they have what they have a, a future Pro Bowl corner in A.J. Terrell, former Clemson product, and they do have some other cornerbacks as well, so but I mean Jeff right now is not assured of the number two job. He'll have to battle for the number two job. But again, for the Detroit Lions, I mean, for the Detroit Lions they've they've um, have had one of the you can make an argument a pretty good free agent signing career. They they bulked up their secondary. They've got the they've got the sixth overall pick in this year's draft, and there's been rumors that will add to the defensive line. And there's a guy that is uh, we will not talk about him in this episode, but we'll talk about him in a future episode. There's a possibility where Maybe Detroit Lions have tipped their cap in the direction they might go. They might go for you know, this year's draft. But for Atlanta, this is a continuation of trying to build to build on that defense. And Atlanta's defense the last few years has been kind of one is one of the worst in the league. And Atlanta has done their very best to adjust to adjust to that. I mean, they've got rookie, you know, they got a veteran, excuse me, Klayas Campbell. They've added, they've added Bud Dupree, a couple of veterans. Um, there's been rumors they might add another pass rusher in this year's draft. Um, that possibility does exist. And they've added some help. You know, they've added a linebacker. They've added some help in the secondary. So they're getting yeah, so Atlanta is certainly doing the right thing. They've had one of the better off seasons as well between Atlanta, Detroit, the Chicago Bears. Could you could make an argument that they've had a good. Um, they've had a good one as well. So those are like the top three teams that are have done an outstanding job as far as you know is getting, you know. But again, for the Detroit Lions, I mean Jeff, yeah, Jeff, when he came to the league, he's he had a, a bad rookie year. He's had some injuries and he hasn't really been completely healthy since he's been in this lit since he's in this league. Now last year there were some signs of improvement. Now some feel that maybe the, the defense that that, uh, that he was playing under does not suit his needs. And maybe Atlanta the Atlanta Falcons um, defense is more to his liking, and that could be a the case. There are players in this league that are, I guess you could say they are a player, yeah, I guess they are a certain base is where they, yeah, they're better fit for this defense, they're better fit for, for, for this offense. I mean, I can understand it. That. That's like putting, that's like taking Joe Montana out of the West Coast system and putting him somewhere else and would he even have had the success. That's like saying Terry Bradshaw can run the West Coast offense. Who knows if he could? But again, again, we again this this is a situation where maybe Jeff. This is where maybe Jeff. But as we stated, Jeff is not going to be a at number two position. There, they've got some competition there. AJ Terrell is certainly the is the, is the is the number one cornerback for that team. But again, Atlanta's done an outstanding job as to address the defensive side of the ball. That's something they need to address, and they're doing that. Now, again, they went out and got They did get a, a tight end, Jahanu Smith, who Jahanu has not really produced that much since he's been on the Patriots. Um, but again, you know, Jahanu's had success when he was with the uh, Tennessee Titans, and guess what? Arthur Smith was his offensive coordinator when Jahanu was with the Tennessee Titans. So he knows how to use him properly. So again, Atlanta is getting... Is getting is getting better, and again the NFC South. We talked about this. This is kind of a wide open thing. I mean, part of me part of me still believes Tampa Bay and the Saints are the top still the top two teams in the division. To me, right now, I give the Saints the edge because I think the Saints are a little bit more a complete football team than Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I trust Derek Carr more than I'm going to trust Baker Mayfield right now. And again, I like Alvin Kamara over what they've got at the running game spot. Now I'll take you know I'll take. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Now Michael Thomas, can he stay healthy for the first seventeen games? That's going to be a big, a big question mark. And to be honest with you, he has not shown that he can do. You can. Um, that's going to be a thing where, yeah, we don't know. But again, the tight ends. Atlanta Falcons have got the tight end, and they have tight ends. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts comes back from an injury, and him with Drake London, They're they are. Um, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty young team. Again, Desmond Reader is going to be the quarterback for the full seventeen games. Can he build off what he did for the you know for a few games for the few games he did this past season? Can he build off of that? But for Atlanta, Atlanta, then he got Carolina, Carolina. Now, right now Andy Dalton would be would be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. But again, can the young quarterback, whomever they draft, will he will he can he outbeat Andy Dalton for the starting job? For right now the answer to that question would be I don't think so. I think Andy will be given the opportunity to be the starting quarterback. And again, the whoever the number one overall pick for the Panthers is, they will they will wind up being the backup. And again, but that's the way it should be, but the one thing about it is, is this division. This division, like we said before, it all depends on the offense, right? It all depends on the offense side of the ball, because me, Tampa Bay has a decent defense. Saints have a decent defense. The Panthers, they have a decent defense, and the Falcons have improved on the defense side of the ball, especially in free, in, especially in free agency. So let's be honest with you. It's 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 a it's a up. It's a up. It all depends who can move the ball. Again, the Panthers. I got the Panthers and the Falcons. I got to put them in the bottom half. It all depends on the offense. And right now, I think the Saints can move the ball maybe a little bit better than the than Tampa Bay Buccaneers just because of the quarterback situation. But again, again, we thought again Atlanta, we thought Atlanta was one of the worst teams in the league last year. But that was a point in time where Atlanta was, yeah, it was a. Uh, I think they were at one point in time they were actually in first place in the NFC South at one point in time. Granted, they had a losing record. Tampa Bay got to the playoffs off of a losing record. So again, it all depends on offense. But again, again, Dan Campbell wanted, you know, Jeff to get an opportunity elsewhere. And again, it's the right call from Dan. If he felt that Jeff could not fit his system, then he traded the young man. He got him in a pretty decent situation. A team that could be on the upswing but again I have to wonder with you know, with all Blank you have to wonder can Lamb make an improvement enough to hold to have Arthur Smith keep his job? And that's gonna be a big issue. Again, you've got a young quarterback who you've you'll you put all your eggs in his basket. Now you did you did uh, sign Tyler Heineke as his backup, but again to me, Heineke to me I don't see him beating out Desmond Reed for the job. So again, you have a decent running game. You have one top-notch receiver, but just looking for that number two receiver. you got two good tight ends. Yeah, the offensive line is not that bad. The offensive line, you've got a couple good players on the offensive line. Again, I can see them adding no offensive linemen. But I think right now, as far as the draft goes, I look for them to add another, probably pass rusher, or maybe a body in the middle, up the middle to help help out Grady Jarrett. But again, we'll see. We'll you know we'll see how it goes, but for Detroit, Detroit again defense is an issue for Detroit. And again, they're they they've added help in the secondary, which is what they need to do. They added Hutchison in last year's draft. He he had a fairly fairly good fairly good rookie year last year, and he's looking to build on that. Again, there's rumors about this year's draft that there's a guy that could fall to them that he they would draft him. Again, there's been rumors that they would spend. There are two first-round picks probably on the defense side of the ball to bulk up the defense that much more, to help the defense out much more. And I have no problem with that. Again, Detroit, again, Dan Campbell, and again, Brad Holmes knows that defense has been a, is a key problem. I mean, let's be honest with you. Detroit actually had a chance last year to actually make the playoffs. Heck, Detroit fault the Green Bay Packers' chance to make the playoffs. Again, there are even some people out there Hear me, I know it sounds crazy. There's even some people right now that have the Detroit Lions predicted to actually win the NFC North. And would you believe that? I mean, who? yeah, You wouldn't have thought that a couple of years ago. People have thought you'd have lost your mind if you said the Detroit Lions are going to win the division. But again, it's possible if you think about it. Think about it now. Would that discount Minnesota? I mean, yes, Kirk Cousins is on the final year's contract. This might be his last year. Yes, Dalvin Cook is still there. Yes. The best receiver in football, Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hockerson. Yes, I mean yes, they're still there. Of course, defensively, that's been the Detroit. Yeah, the Minnesota Vikings' problem is defense, and that's something they've got to improve on. But again, the Detroit Lions have done what Minnesota has not done. They are trying to adjust their defense, and they also did add with Byron Murphy as a cornerback. But again, Detroit has done as of right now. Detroit has done a little bit more outside the ball than Minnesota has. Again. And Jared Goth. Jared Goff had a pretty good year last year. Again, the running game. They've added David Montgomery, which to me is an upgrade over Jamel Williams. Yes, Jamel Williams had a career year. He had a lot of touchdowns, but David Montgomery's a better overall running back than Jamel Williams. Jamel Williams is now with the Saints. He was probably gonna be he's gonna be Alvin Kamara's backup, his number two. Again, I like Swift and Montgomery. I kinda of like the one two punch, but can't Swift have a full seventeen games. That's an issue. Again, You've got one of the better young receivers in Brown, St. Brown this week. He's a young receiver. can Jameson Williams, the guy you drafted from Alabama, can't, is he going to be healthy because everybody loves this guy? Again, you've got a couple of young receivers. Again, I'd like to see you get a tight end, maybe in this year's draft. Maybe you, that's a possible you go look at. It. I think that's something they could add to the team. They've got a good offensive line. A lot of people feel that Joy could win division, but I think it all depends on... Again, it goes back to defense. Detroit, they showed they can move the ball last year. Minnesota proved they can move the ball last year. It all depends on defense. And the best defense in that division may be the Green Bay Packers, even though the Green Bay Packers did not show it last year. But they had the most talent on that side of the ball. For Green Bay, it depends all on one Jordan Love. Can Jordan Love play like Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff did last year? Something along those lines. Heck, if he, he plays even like Justin Fields did, which I don't think I don't think he's going to run the ball as much as Justin Fields did, but again, I think with Love, the biggest thing is, I think with him, is the offense. The biggest thing with them is the offense. That's going to be the biggest thing for Green Bay. Can Jordan Love step his game up? Can he prove everybody wrong? And I think that's where the, the situation is going to be with Green Bay is the offense. The running game is fine. The offensive line, it might be a little up in the air, but it's not a horrible, horrible offensive line. Yes, you got Dobbs. Yes, you got Watson. There's a possibility, of course, All if you look at all the NFL experts, they feel they may finally draft the receiver. And that would be as funny. All the years that Aaron Rodgers needed that extra receiver, they couldn't do that for Aaron Rodgers, but they would do it for Jordan Love. I would find that funny. But, again, I'll address that situation in a few more episodes, we'll address that, who I feel they will take in this year's draft. A lot of people felt that Jones from Ohio State's a possibility. Uh, Addison's there from um, Southern Cal, but again, and for Chicago, Chicago is is going to be is going to still be rebuilding and trying to recharge and reload. So it comes down to maybe Detroit and maybe Minnesota. Maybe it comes down to the two teams that wins a division. So again, Detroit and Atlanta, both teams are going in the right direction. They're they're, they're projecting. Upward, and that's you know that's and that's what you want. And again, Campbell, Campbell and Brad, Brad Holmes. Again, they're thinking, yeah, they're you know thinking that Jessica is going to go to Atlanta. He could be a pretty solid asset for them, and he could be if if he wins the job. Again, if he does now, if he doesn't, he certainly could be the number three number three corner. And again, the the secondary has improved for Atlanta. Has improved, right? I mean, it has improved. Atlanta went out and got Justin Bage, You got AJ, Top, A.J. A.J. Terrell. Again, they're improved. They're improving. Atlanta has improved on the defensive side of the ball. Now, for them, it all depends: can that defense, yeah, can that defense improve that much to the point where it can be a contender? Yeah, where it can be a contender in the NFC South. That's going to be the big thing. Again, again, yes. You still got a second-year player, and Reader, as your quarterback, and there's a little bit of talent on that. Offensive side of the ball, but can it all come together? And if it can come together, if it all come together, then the line Falcons have something. But if it can't come to, all come together and we get the same results we've gotten for the last several years, then you have to wonder how much longer is Arthur Smith's job. But for Detroit Lions, let's be honest with you, Detroit is on the upswing. Detroit has a chance to actually win the NFC North. And would that be something to see the Detroit Lions in the playoffs? And if they can get there, and again, It'll be a different change for Jared Goff because it was what a couple of years ago, where to the point where Dan Campbell was saying Jared Goff might not be my quarterback for the future. Now we're talking about Jared Goff being a quarterback of the future, for the future and beyond. I mean, again, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how both teams how both teams play this play this out. Now, to be honest with you, I think Detroit's a little bit closer to the division crown than the but it'll be interesting again. It all again for both guys and for the Atlanta's. Depending how much can they improve on the defense, did they improve enough on the defense side of the ball? Can Desmond Reader can he, yeah, take it up on a level? And can Jared Goff continue his success again? It's can Detroit and can both defenses improve for both teams? It seems like they have done some steps and go in going that right direction. But we'll see. Detroit, like I said, Detroit Atlanta. Their trajectory keeps going up, up, and up. They're going up, and that's exactly what you want to do. You're doing the right things, and you're making the Detroit and Atlanta fan base happy. But we'll see. You know, We'll see what happens. Again, Those know they there's even word going around that they couldn't even think about getting a quarterback in this year's draft. I don't know if they'll do that. To me, I think you know, Desmond might have done it just enough. He is the number one quarterback, and Tyler's number and Taylor Heineke number two. Golf is the certainly number one for the for Detroit. Now there's been rumors, there's been rumors off and on that they could probably draft their quarterback for the future. Now I don't know if they'll take it. I don't think they will get a chance of taking any of those top quarterbacks. Maybe a guy like maybe like Will Levis could fall to him, but I don't know if they'll do that. I think defense they feel that. Like they're just about there with Jared Goff. They need to continue to work on the defense on the ball. And again, if you draft, let's say, a couple defensive pieces, and you keep adding more and more pieces to that defense, then maybe, then maybe, just maybe, you actually do win the, you do win the NFC North. And again, wouldn't that be interesting? Green Bay. I mean, excuse me. If Detroit makes the playoffs, wow, that would certainly shock, shock the world, wouldn't it? And for Atlanta you know what? They're in a division where it's a toss-up and they can happen. I mean, what if the Baker Mayfield experiment fails? What if Derek Carr struggles? You know, what if, yeah, what if Andy Dalton or the number one, uh, whether it's Bryce Jones, C.J. Stroud, whether they got to step in and they don't do the job, then again, who knows? Maybe Atlanta has what it takes to win that division. But it'll be very interesting. It's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see, to see how, how that all how that all unfolds for the for the uh, for this team. But for the short, man, yes, they're on the upswing. They're on the upswing, and that's and that's what you want for your fan base. Now, I know a couple of episodes ago we talked about the New England Patriots. We talked about the uh, Patriots situation as. Uh, Belichick, with Belichick and Mac Jones, and uh, there has been, you know, been word. There's been word that Belichick would make might might be maybe he'll trade Mac Jones and Bailey Zach will be the new quarterback, or they could draft a quarterback. And again, I guess because of, uh, I guess because Mac Jones, because of his, um, I guess because of his situation on. Some people think maybe he is immature. Some people think he's a dirty player. Um, he was throwing outbursts on the sideline because of Matt, I guess, because of Bill Belichick's poor decision to have Matt Patricia be the offensive coordinator. And he's been a defensive coach his entire career. He was a head football coach a couple years for the Detroit Lions. And some people that having Matt Patricia be in the offensive coordinator last year, you know, um, took Matt Jones's game down. That he not. Produced like he should he was not evolving and that, that's because of a poor poor decision by Bill Belichick to have Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator now certainly we all know Bill O'Brien is back is now the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots O'Brien was the offensive coordinator when Matt Jones was there in Alabama and he did fairly he did very well under and got him the national championship so again there's a connection between Bill O'Brien and Matt Jones but again I guess uh, I guess Bill Belichick in his mind felt that maybe Matt Jones should have increased, should have upped his play last year even more, but he digressed because of his own Belichick's own undoing. Well, now, now there has been some te- there's been teammates that have come to Matt Jones's Matt Jones's aid. If Belichick wanted to trade him, there's a guy, there's a lot of guys that have come to their um, his aid. uh, Josh Ushie, who has been a pretty good, has been a, a pretty decent draft pick by the New England Patriots a couple of years ago. He has become one of the nice young defensive players for the Patriots. He has devoted his, he's given a vote of confidence to, uh, to Mac Jones. Matt Juden, one of, the better, one of the better defensive players in this league, he has also voiced his opinion his, in his back as well. Uh, Jonathan Jones had come up for a career year this past year. He has backed his plate. So there's actually there's, there's guys on the defensive side of the ball actually that have back that have come to Mac Jones' aid and backed his and backed his truck up to Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones going into last, coming to last all season. Yeah, he yeah, again, he yeah. When he came as a rookie, they said he came in overweight. He had a fame for macaroni and cheese, I believe. And don't get me wrong, I love my macaroni and cheese especially as well. But but a lot of people, yeah. You know, but a lot of people felt like he came to camp in his rookie year you know, overweight, and is he you know, like a pot not saying a pot belly, but didn't like the prototypical, you know, quarterback. He kind of like one of those quarterbacks in the throwback in, in, in the throwback era, like back in the fifties or sixties or something like that. Yeah, he might have looked like maybe a, a, a Billy Kilmer or Sonny Jurgensen or something like something like that. But now, yeah. You know, but last all season, he got serious about serious, he got serious about his conditioning. He lost weight up a little bit, you know. Look, looks solid. Looks solid. He made again. Mac made the adjustments, you know, and adjustments in his body. And that, you know, that that shows me something about a man who's willing to make adjustments, you know, to do stuff like that. But again, he was willing physically. He was physically. He made himself in better shape. Put himself in much better shape. But Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has nobody to blame but himself. He put again. This has gone over and over again. He made the mistake, the awful mistake, by putting yeah, by putting him, you know, in a bad situation by giving him Matt Patricia, a defensive-minded coach, you put him on the offensive side of the ball. And to me, Bill, that should know this was going to doom to fail. Now, if he'd have stepped outside the organization, got an offensive coordinator, I'd have been, I'd have been, all, I'd have been i been all, all for that. But again. Again, this is Bill Belichick, who, you know, Bill Belichick, sometimes, I believe, deep be down inside. I believe deep be down inside, side that he, he made this mistake. He has no to blame. Yeah, he has no to blame, but himself. But hopefully, making the right decision, being Ben O'Brien, who is comfortable with Mac Jones, the two are very comfortable with each other. This will be a step in the right direction. And I know Bill, Bill feels, you know, Bill feels the heat. Let's be honest with you. He hasn't been the same without Tom Brady. And again, we go to the discussion where, was it Tom Brady? Was it Belichick? We keep going back and forth in that discussion. Some people say that Brady might have taken the lead on that because he went out to Tampa Bay, did win a Super Bowl at Tampa Bay. And Bill has had a hard time, you know. And I think he. I think Bill does have a losing record without... No, See, with huh? so the thing is, I think with Belichick is the... Is the I guess you could say he's the godfather of uh, head coaches in his leg And again, you've had then you've got Nick Saban, who's kind of the godfather of college football coaching. But the thing is, with at least with Nick Saban, Nick Saban can adjust. He he's learned to he can he's learned to readjust. And Alabama is still one of the top college programs in this co- in this country. Now, granted, it might not they might have been out of the national. Championship game the last couple of years, but they're still a contender every single year. And with Belichick, Belichick has not adjusted like Nick Saban can adjust. And to me, again, we go back to the same thing. Belichick is trying so hard that he's trying to pick a quarterback. I mean, Matt Jones is a decent quarterback in his league. Some of his teammates feel that he's a quarterback for the future for the Patriots. Everybody believes in Matt Jones, all but Bill Belichick. And if your head football coach is not believing you, That's a huge, huge concern. But again, again, Bill O'Brien, but again, maybe, you know, maybe deep down inside, Bill Jackets feel that he made the mistake of this pass. maybe he felt he made the mistake where he put a defensive-minded coach as an offensive coordinator. Now, let me go get Bill O'Brien, who is an offensive-minded coach who has been a head football coach in this league, who had some success as a head football coach in this league, a guy who did quarterback a Mac Jones, Tua, who did quarterback one Deshaun Watson at one point in time. A man who's had some success. Let me go get him. Maybe I'll check realize that he made the mistake. Now, the thing about this is this, okay, you've got a young quarterback. Now, you've run game, you do have Stevenson who had, who proved to be one of the better young running backs in the league. Now you went out and you got James Robinson. As, yeah, he brought James Robinson here. James Robinson, at 25 years old, was still a pretty solid running back in his league. Now, he got to a good start for Jacksonville last year. Then again, Travis Antien took over, and then he got traded to the Jets. because of the injury to Hall. Then again, Jets didn't use him. But I think a guy like a guy like Bill O'Brien and Belichick will put James Robinson to use. Now, the biggest thing is, yes, you've got... Mike Lecky, you've got Hunter Henry, you've got your tight end situated. But the biggest thing is we is the receiving core. Yes, you had Juju, but the problem is you don't have that steady number one receiver. And to me that's something that Bill check, that's something that Robert Kraft, that's something the Patriots need to work need to think of. If Mac Jones is gonna lead your team for the next several years, you've got to get a number one receiver. Yeah, whether it's via draft or whether you can pull a dra- pull a trade out, trade out of your butt. The bottom line is, you've got to get a number one receiver, number one weapon for Mac Jones. Now, granted, I'll say this much. Brady didn't have, had only one number one weapon his entire career, and that was Randy Moss. And when he did it, Randy, yeah, yeah, Tom and Randy put together some incredible numbers. Now, unfortunately, they, they didn't win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. They won a the Super Bowl with the Anadolas, you know, the West Welkers or the Julian Edelmanons of the world. Yes, they wanted those type of guys. But again, you had a guy like Rob Gronkowski as your tight end. So again, again, Belichick wants Belichick is trying to do what he feels, yeah, what he feels, is have a decent offensive line, get your running game, that tight ends, and try to just try to find a bunch of receivers I could, I can throw in there. And again, that's what Belichick's trying to do. Now, whether Bill O'Brien can work his magic, that remains to be seen. But again, I know, I don't know if Belichick feels that Mac Jones is a quarterback moving forward. Again, Mac Jones is, again, Belichick has come out and said that nobody has guaranteed, you know, guaranteed anything on this team. Nobody's guaranteed anything whatsoever. So again, it goes back to Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. Now, to me, I'd rather have Mac or Bailey Zappi. You know, Zappi did show some signs last year. But again, Mac is my quarterback. You know, again, Again, Stevenson proves to be a pretty good young running back for the future. Again, he should be number one. Robinson, number two. I can see that. The tight end situation. Again, I like the tight ends. I like Hunter. I like Gilecki. I think that's a pretty decent pretty decent one-two punch. Again, you look at the you know, receivers. That's where the problem is. you got Juju. Juju has to take place of one Jacoby Myers. Jacoby had a career year last year. Now, Juju's got to step in. You go from the reigning defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and having Patrick Mahomes in the ball to having Mac Jones in all the offense, again, that's going to be an adjustment for a guy like Juju. It's going to be a huge, huge adjustment. Can he? Yeah. Again, we'll see. We'll see how that all works out. But for uh, you know, for Belichick, again, I go back to the point: is Belichick bought this kind of upon himself when he made that move this past all season. It is Belichick's fault that Mac Jones took a step back. Yeah. Now, let's say, for example, Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator last year and Mac Jones took a step back. Okay, maybe you can have a different opinion on that. You can take a different take on that. But, you know, yes, you know, Belichick got for 20 years having Tom Brady leading your team. And then you went from Tom Brady, then you had to go to what? Cam Newton, who was not the candidate he once was. And then you bring in a rookie, Mac Jones. Yeah. So again, yeah. And that's the thing is, Belichick wants to find a quarterback. Now, again, I don't think Belichick's going to be around for another 20 years football, yeah, football coaching. I don't think that's going to be the case here. But I think Belichick knows he's at the tail end of his career, the tail end of his football coaching career. And he wants that one last hurrah. He wants to find that Tom Brady. Now, Mac Jones, he's not Tom Brady. Now, Mac Jones did get to the playoffs in his rookie year. That's a credit to him. But again, it's Belichick's fault that Mac Jones took a step back. Because of the mistake he made, now he's trying to correct that mistake, you know, with Mac Jones. Again, it is good that you know it is good that his teammates has his back. And again, yeah, his offensive coordinator probably has Mac Jones's back. He hasn't come out public and publicly said that. He is, he is, he is, you know, singing Belichick's tune that hey, nobody's guaranteed the job, but o- but Bill O'Brien knows Mac Jones is warding those belly zapping. He knows the capabilities of Mac Jones. He knows Mac Jones has got him, has got, him, has helped give him a national championship with Alabama. He knows that. Now, whether Mac can get him a Super Bowl, that remains to be seen. But again, you're in a pretty tough division. Buffalo is still be one of the top teams in the division. Miami could very well win the division this year with adjustments they've made. And the Jets, well, it all depends if Aaron Jones, if Scott Aaron excuse me, if Aaron Rodgers can come, can come save the Jets. But again, everybody's improved. And Belichick, again. This is not the same Patriot team. This is not the Patriot dynasty anymore. It's it's dead and buried. Now again, I mean, can they? I mean, they're gonna have to win. they gonna have to at least win ten games at best to have even a, a slim chance of a wild card team. I don't think they're better than Buffalo. I don't think they're better than Miami. You can make an argument to be the Jets make it better better than the Patriots right now. Again. Again, we've said this before, Belichick may be just holding on long enough to try to break try to break the record, try to break Don Scho's record, and then ride off into the sunset. Because I think the days of Belichick holding the body trophy, they're over with. So right now, all Belichick, I think, is trying to do right now is trying to, trying to keep the ship steady for the next head football coach, whomever that might be. He's trying to build the future. He's trying to, you know, again, but again, I'm sure Belichick's not thinking like, But deep down inside, Bill's got to be thinking that way. Hey, I'm not going to be – I'm 70-something years old now. I'm not going to be around – I'm not going to be around the whole 20 years. Heck, I'd be 90 years old if I'm around 20 more years coaching. But let's be honest with you, I get it. I mean, O'Brien's a step in the right direction. O'Brien and Mac, Mac Jones had success together. Now, again, Mac feels that, hey, this is not the answer, that, hey, he's not doing this, that he's playing along the lines of the that nobody's won the job. Well, to be honest with you, Mac is really the starting quarterback. Bailey is number two. But deep down, maybe Bill understands the mistake he made this, this past season, and now he's trying to correct that. I mean, heck, Matt Patricia right now, rumors are that he may want to be the linebacker's coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. He might not even be on the staff. And again, that might be a point where Patricia probably got ran out of town because of the job he did this past season. Now, but again, Bill, Bill's best best bet is just to leave the offensive side of the ball alone. Let Bill O'Brien do his job. And I think Bill could do a good job. But again, I still think Matt Jones could be a steady quarterback in this league. But again, if Mac has got his teammates back, that's that's kind of enough for me. But can he win Bill check over? That is going to be a telltale sign. Because Mac's gonna have to get off to a decent start. If he doesn't get up to a decent start and he struggles on with Bill O'Brien, then Billy Zappi will step in and then Mac may finally be out be shipped out of town. And I'm sure there's some teams out there that will take a young, still you know, a third year Mac Jones. I mean, can you see Mac Jones maybe in Tampa Bay? Mac could be probably an upgrade over Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't discount the possibilities, but again, for as of right now, between Matt Jones as a starting quarterback and Bill O'Brien is going to is it's his responsibility to get the, get the best he can at Matt Jones. And yes, I think Bill can get Bill O'Brien can get a lot, he can get the best out of Matt Jones. But for him, we'll see how we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this all unfolds. But for Belichick, he may you know he may sit there and have his doubts about Matt Jones. But Belichick needs to have his doubts about Bill Belichick for making that boneheaded move that they did, they did this past offseason season by adding Mattrichn offensive coordinator that's not on that's not on Mike Jones that's on Bill Belichick now for the Washington commanders it appears that there could be uh, the sun over the horizon so sort to of speak that there might be the light could be at the end of the tunnel it appears they may finally find themselves a new head a new owner now Again, Dana appears the Dana Shutter days may very well be over with. Now, before going any further, there's a very interesting article that was done, I think, a few days ago. ESPN, as writer ESPN, put out a very well-written article, a very well-written article about the new owner and what he feels the needs that he feels the needs are to get Washington back to prominence. And it's kind of the same, the same because you know the Commanders, or of course, certainly at one time known as the Washington Redskins, but again, they have they've had a few. They have won a few Super Bowl championships. They were one of the more feared teams at one point in time in this league. You can go back to the to the Hog Mollies, to the Fun Bunch. You go back to guys like the Charles Mans, the Dexter Manleys of the world. Um, again, uh, one of the better cornerbacks in the game, Daryl Green. Go back to all, you know, go back to those guys. But again, it appears now the commanders do, could really have a new, uh, of course, this, young know, this guy, he though the 76ers, the uh, New Jersey Devils, and now he is willing to meet Daniel Schoenner, a $6 billion, deal. is willing to meet it. Now, the ESPN article did come out and had some, had some very, had some very interesting thoughts, and... And I've touched up on these thoughts. That the i touched touching these episodes, up these thoughts, several episodes ago. And the, ES, the ESPN, I think, also came back, pretty much says similar things. I was saying like, number one, is you need to get a you need to get your general manager and your head football coach. That's one thing. Now, granted, nothing's going to happen this year. Things are going to go up as they're going right now. So I don't look for no general manager or no head coaching changes. But to me number one is you have to wonder deep down inside, yeah. Yeah, I mean, will von Burr be the coach in twenty twenty four? That's gonna be a that's gonna be a an answer that needs to that needs to be addressed. Will he be? I don't know. But again, yes, the thing is you need to you need to worry about your general manager and your head football coach. And again, I've talked about this. This article pretty much kind of addressed what I was talking about again. Yes, you need you need to make that adjustment. Again, this will be a year where the new owner comes in and he has to sit back and look at the daily operations. The general manager, the head football coach, does he feel they can continue right along? And to be honest with you, to be honest, a is in the same situation before where a new owner new owner took over and then he got fired. This could be a, this could be a similar situation because the Eagles to me are not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Dallas, to me, Dallas has made improvements in this offseason. Again, the Giants. The Giants are still there. They got Daniel Jones back. They've signed him to a new deal. But again, Washington, right now, Washington's probably the team that could finish dead last in the division. And again, that's something yeah, again, you have to wonder. Will yeah, will he yeah, will Ron Ver yeah, will he hang around for 2024? My guess is, if you're the new owner, you want your people in place. So to me, unless Ron Ver wins a division, wins a playoff game, Ron comes back. If he cannot do, if he has a losing record, does not get to the playoffs, then Ron and the general manager is gone. There'll be a new, a new regime in place. Just a guess. But again, you gotta get the right joint manager, you have to get the right coach in place. And again, you have to yeah, you, know, you have to wonder who who would that be? Now, granted, Eric Benham, the new offensive coordinator. Does Eric Benning get a chance to be a head football coach in the with the Washington Commanders? Would I rule it out? No, I'm not gonna rule it. I'm not gonna rule it out. I will not rule it out, but again, this is the point where the new owners have to, have to make that decision. Another thing we talked about was where are you going to play? Because FedEx Field, I think, is, a lot of people say, is one of the worst, is one of the more poorly run stadiums in the league. And again, this is a situation, this is going to be a situation, I think, where this is one of the more poorly run um, stadiums. And to be honest with you, there's been rumors that they, they're trying to find maybe a peace of land in Maryland. There's been talk about maybe moving back to DC or even Northern Virginia. Now, to me, DC would be the most logical option because there are after all they're all called the Washington Commanders. You already have a team and you already have a team in Maryland, the Baltimore Ravens. To me, I don't think the state needs to have two yeah two team, two sports teams two sports franchises. So to me yes yes to me dc dc is the most logical option i mean i could see you tearing down RFK stadium and building a new stadium up there would that make a lot of sense yes it would make a lot of sense to me then again there's been talk about moving to northern virginia which i thought that was not a bad option as well i believe talking about was prince william county i believe was talked about or london county you know up in northern up in northern part of the state yes I think that would be an excellent option. But option number one, D.C., to me sounds a much better option because, after all, they are Washington. It is the, yeah, I mean, it is Washington. Why not put them in D.C.? Why not, you know, tear down our RFK stadium? Put a new stadium up. And again, you know, again, you look around, you look at SoFi Stadium, you look at even Jerry World, for example. you get these new stadiums getting built up, and I'm sure they can come up with some ideals similar to that. Now, again, again, the fan base, you want to bring the fan base back. You need to bring the fan base back, because the fan base has been highly, because of the product on the field, not only that, but the way but the way Daniel Schneider has done, and Daniel Schneider has been one of the more, he hasn't been one of the gracious owners in this league, he's been one of the more, yeah, because under Daniel Schneider's leadership, ownership, the, the commanders have a losing record. And again, of course, Daniel Schneider has off-the-field issues with, of course, we all know what's going on with the, yeah, all that's going on with Daniel Schneider. Again, that needs to be cleaned up. A new ownership, yeah, needs to get in the front office. He needs to make sure that everything is right as far as no harassments, no um, stealing of ticket sales or whatever they were doing. Yeah, that needs to be, that needs to be corrected. That has to be corrected. And again... When the new owner comes in, they're going to have to, you know, think of the fans. I know, I know. Again, some owners make that mistake, but in this situation, for the new ownership, they're going to have to come in. They're going to have to think about the fans. And again, this is the point where you need a new stadium, a new stadium. And I think yes, DC would be the perfect fit. Now, the one last thing that this, the thing that they did say was the quarterback situation. The quarterback situation for the. Um, Commanders for the last several years have been highly questionable. Now they feel that they feel that Sam Howell, who they drafted last year in the fifth round, they believe he could be the future at quarterback. He had one game; didn't play that badly against the Dallas Cowboys. Now they did get Jacoby Brissett, but now you have to wonder: does 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 uh, Ron Rivera do they go out and get a a quarterback? Now I believe they're drafting what sixteenth overall. Could there be a quarterback there? Maybe maybe Will Labus falls that far. Maybe they gamble on Hooker. That could be a possibility, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think the bottom line is here is simply this. Again, get the right quarterback, and we all know how that works out. If you get the right quarterback in place, you have your franchise set for the next several years. And again, there have been organizations that haven't have had a long time to get that right. We've always talked about the Miami Dolphins. It took him forever. The Denver Broncos. It took them forever to get it right. And again, it's important to get that right. That quarterback situation right. Whether Sam Howell's the answer, we don't know. But again, Sam Howell did look good in that one game against a pretty decent Dallas defense. Now, whether he is the answer for the future, we'll find out. I'm interested to see what him and Eric B. Emmy brings to brings to them. Again, there is again the offense line needs a little work. I do like Robinson. Gibson has a one-two punch. They do have a pretty good number one in Terry McLaughlin. Curtis Samuel actually stayed healthy a lot last year and was very effective. Dodson, he was hurt last year, but again, when he did play, he wasn't that bad. Again, there's something to work with on the offense on the ball. And again, can Sam How can Sam Howe actually you know bring that all together? And we'll you know we'll see. But again, that's the important thing. But again, that's important is the quarterback play. So the new owner comes in, yes, you can pay six billion dollars for your team. For this team, but again, those steps need to be taken. And again, the ESPN article was exactly what I've said all along. I've said this several episodes ago. Yes, you got to decide. You got to decide if Arnold Ver is the right head football coach. Is that is that front office the right fit for you? If it's not, then again, you don't have to get rid of him. You need a new home. FedEx Field, it's gone. It's up out of here. We need they need a new state Whether it's in Maryland, to me. I move back to DC or take Northern Virginia. DC or Northern Virginia would be the option to go with to go with. Again, you wanna bring you wanna bring the fans. You wanna bring the fans back in. And that's part of what you're gonna to have to do. And again, for the joint again, for the head. That's something that you need to do. And again, quarterback. Yes, you need the right quarterback in place. Whether Sam How whether Sam Howell is the answer for the future. We'll, we'll find we'll find out. So again, for the new owner, yes, I would I would certainly read the ESPN article because it certainly gives you an idea. And of course, this 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 owner, again, this owner again, he's on the 76 Sixers, he's on the Devils, so he knows he knows what he's doing. He knows what it's going to take to get that to get all this you know all this in place, and for the and for the uh, Commanders faithful. He's, he's an owner that's had success, so he should know what it will take to turn this team around. And certainly for the Commanders, I wish him all the best luck to the new owner. And I certainly wish, you know, again, the Commanders are in a top division. The NFC East is tough. And again, like I said, the Eagles, they're not going anywhere. The Cowboys, they've improved. The Giants, we'll see where the Giants stand. But again, for the Commanders, they could be the, be the worst team in this division. So I have a decent record. Be the worst team in the division, and again, I'm sure this will be a trial by fire for uh, for the uh, new staff, and we'll see if they succeed in this. But again, the new owner, he's been here, done this before, and we'll find yeah, you know, we'll find out if the commanders can make are going to be a team to be reckoned with in the in the future. And for me, I'll throw my two cents in. Hey, if you need help, why don't you go call go call me. Maybe I can maybe I can help you out in my ex maybe, maybe in some kind of um, outside help looking in. Nah, just joking. But hey, you never know. I guess for the very last thing we bring up is a a signing here recently. Um, Robbie Anderson, of course. I know he goes by a different a different name now. He has changed. and I think he's changed it to like Choice Anderson or something like that. I don't. I can't remember exactly what he goes by now. But now Anderson has now. Back to the Miami Dolphins. Now, again, now Anderson of course started his career with the New York Jets. He was undrafted the New York Jets, and he succeeded everybody's expectations in New York. Then he went to Carolina. He kind of he had some ups and downs in Carolina. But of course, he of course last year he kind of ran out of favor with the um, with the coaching staff there, and then they ended up trading into the Cardinals. And he didn't really do much with the Cardinals. So, now Anderson comes in, plays with the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Miami Dolphins already have got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. So, Anderson more likely will be the number three receiver. And, yes, they've added Burroughs to the team, who more likely, coming from the Jets, will more likely be used, more so in the return game. Now, again, they still have Cedric Wilson. Of course, there's been rumors going around that Cedric Wilson could be traded because of Anderson's Anderson coming over. Now, Anderson could be a very interesting asset as a number three receiver. To me, I think he's a better asset than they had Sheffield last year. Who's now gone to? You know, he's now going to uh, Buffalo, but to me, Anderson is, is better than Sheffield, and I think Anderson would be a nice little number three fit for this team. Again. Again, I think this would be a nice little a nice little piece. But again, it is it it's kind of to me it's one of those moves that don't get talked about, and you and you have every year you have one of those moves that don't get talked about an awful lot. Like I said, oh, that move is it doesn't look like much. But again, this Anderson move could be very interesting. I know he's kind of has an ups and downs the last couple of years, but Anderson has had moments where he's played fairly has played fairly well. And he's in the right situation. Not as not as lot expected to have Anderson, because again, you have Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Waddle, you have two of the best two of the best receivers in the game. Okay, and you got Anderson. Okay, so Anderson is a perfect number three receiver. To me, Anderson, Cedric Wilson, you can go back and forth. I think Anderson may be a better fit. Now, Cedric, that means Cedric Wilson could be trade bait. Now again, Chris Greer, Joe Manager of the Miami Dolphins, has says that there is possibilities that he could be traded. But again, he's not gonna sit back and you know put it out there that Cedric Wilson is gonna be tradable. But again, it's an interesting possibility. Could Wilson be traded? It's possible. Is there a team out there that would take him? Don't know. Again. But I think Anderson. This is a nice pick-up for the Miami Dolphins. Again, he's not going to be asked. He's not going to be asked to do a lot. But I think he'll he can settle vote very well in that number three receiver slot and be very successful in that in that bid. Again, Tua is back. You got those guys. Anderson, yeah. Um, the running game returns. Returns again. So the Miami Dolphins offense is pretty much pretty much what it was last year. Grant, all you've added is Anderson. You've added Burroughs, maybe to help more so maybe the return game, maybe more so the receiving core. But you've added either help to help out the return game. And again, you've added a new defensive coordinator. You've added Jalen Ramsey on the defense. So Miami's doing Miami's doing everything in its power to try to win the division and go further in the playoffs. And again, you can't ask for anything else more from your football team. But Anderson's one of those, might be one of those picks where the heel or if even Jalen gets hurt, Anderson can step in and do a fairly quality job. That's all the time. For this is Please take yourselves. See you again soon.